Lord to speak to you today. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Spirit. 
We started looking at the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. The Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. You have more to tell us on that? Go ahead. His assignment and who he sent to. Beautiful. His assignment. So we started looking at that. People are now smiling. They've remembered. You've helped them to remember now. So we started looking at the Holy Spirit. We started looking at his assignment uh, and who he sent to. I like that. The Holy Spirit, his assignment, and who he sent to. Uh, uh, I, I want you to add someone so that you can win something this morning. This one is, is my gifts don't to come out like that. It has to be loaded. So, who is the Holy Spirit sent to? Name one assignment. Who sent the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was sent by the Father. Okay. Which is God. Okay. His assignment was to prepare the bride for his son, Jesus oh. Christ. Uh -huh. Actually, I think you've answered all the questions, even though you answered two and one. So he sent to the bride, and his assignment is to prepare the bride. And please come and take your. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, so that's um, one. Then we started looking at this story from a text in scripture. What was that text? What was that text? Okay. Let's see. Please give her the mic. Louder so that everyone can hear you. I know some people are just joining us for the first time, so we want to carry them along. Genesis 24. And I said, let's go back and read Genesis 24. So how many of us did that assignment? How many of us read Genesis 24? Ah, this guy is going to win a lot. But how many of us read Genesis 24? Okay, you read it. Who else? Ah, ah. This is serious. Okay, so who can... Give us a rundown of what happened in Genesis 24. How are we able to relate this story in Genesis 24 to the Holy Spirit? Can you give us a rundown? Who is ready to do that? We don't have a lot of time, so I need someone that can do this in three minutes or two minutes. Who is bold enough to do that? Of course, if we don't have anyone, I will, uh, I will carry up these things I came with and go back. I will still come again next Sunday with it. Don't worry, do not spoil. Alright. Who can give us the run of Genesis 24? Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. It means uh, people did not do the assignment very well. Alright, so we're going to do it together this morning. And uh, God will help us to meet up with time. We're supposed to use that to save some time. Alright, but for the purpose of those just joining us, uh, if you are joining us for the first time, by the way, can I see your hands? You join us for the first time. Beautiful. We love you. Welcome. Praise God. So, we started looking at Genesis 24 to establish the purpose of the Holy Spirit. 
And, and it looked like a weird passage to use for this because Genesis 24 was talking about Abraham sending his servant to find a wife for his son Isaac. But then we began to relate the story to the church, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And we established last week that Abraham, who acted as God the Father, sent out his chief servant, who represented the Holy Spirit in this uh, uh, picture, to go and advertise his son, Isaac, who of course represents Jesus, to a lady. Now, this lady was not known at the beginning of the story. But by the time the servant went out and got to the kingdom where he was to find this lady, and of course he made some prayers and all of those, we suddenly discovered someone that fitted into the mold of the kind of bride that the Holy Spirit knew the son would like. Praise God. Praise God. And so he made a prayer, he said, as a first sign, I need someone that when I say, can you give me water? This person is not just going to give me water, he's going to also feed the camels. We didn't say this yesterday, but you, you find that one of the marks of the true bride of Christ is the adherence to the requests of the Spirit. And I use the word requests because the Holy Spirit hardly commands. Praise God. He's very, you know, we're, we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit for a long time. So we're going to be seeing these things. But the Holy Spirit hardly commands. He's a quiet spirit. So most times his desires come in form of requests. Oh, I wish that you will give me water. Oh, I wish that you will not go there. No, not today. Ah, I wish that you will read your Bible this morning. You see, it, it comes as quiet suggestions. It's something you can easily wave off and say, ah, I don't have strength. Not today. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll try again. And he comes back again the next day. And he says, I, I, I wish that you will pray this morning. I wish you would read your Bible. But you see, the true bride of Christ is that one that will not just listen to the request of the Spirit, but will take a step towards fulfilling it. Praise God. We're teaching you about the Holy Spirit. We're taking our time this year to start teaching you about the Holy Spirit. Not just so that you can add it to your arsenal of knowledge, but so that you can know that you have a part to play in the agenda of the kingdom. Praise God. Rebecca only entered that story because she fulfilled the desires of the servant. Did you hear what I said? Rebecca only qualified as a bride for Isaac because she fulfilled the desires of the spirit. And so we talked about the son. I, thought that, I think that's where we ended last week. 
We talked about Isaac representing Jesus. Who waits for the bride? Who waits for the bride? Now, if you start looking at the Bible, Ephesians 5, 26 to 27, the Bible begins to talk about how that Jesus is interested in the sanctification and the purification of the church. And so what does he do? The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 26, that he washes the bride with the water and the water. And the purpose of this, now the water there represents the Holy Spirit, of course. He washes the bride with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And the purpose of this in Ephesians 5, 27, we see, is so that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having any spots or wrinkles. Praise God. And so the son is willing to wait for as long as it takes the Holy Spirit to prepare the bride. Hello. Hello. For as long as it takes the Holy Spirit to complete his work in you, the son is willing to wait. He's waiting because he wants to receive to himself a bride without spots. Praise God. Alright. So, I want to jump, I've already you know, laid the foundation. These are things that we looked at last week. But we want to now look at the Holy Spirit in that story. The Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 24. That's represented by the servant. What are the things the Holy Spirit does in the life of the believer? What are the things the Holy Spirit does? In the life of the believer. Now let's let's start again from Genesis chapter 24, verse 4. Let's look at verse 4. Yes, please, if you're there, you can read for us. Is someone there? So I'm going to read Genesis 24, verse 4. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. This was Abraham sending out the spirit, sending out his servant to go and prepare a bride for his son. Now that's, that's where we got introduced to the actions, the activities of the spirit. Now let's look at Genesis 24, 33. We're still in the same Genesis 24. You know, that's why I said, let's look at this story because everything we're going to be talking about this morning, we'll be pulling it out from these chapters and I'll be rushing through it because of time. So it would have helped if we took some prior look at it. Genesis 24, verse 33. Now we're going to read that together. I need to hear your voice. Are we there? If you're not there, you can look at verse 33, please. 33. Oh, we'll read it together. I'm waiting for uh, the. Okay, we're there now. Can we read it together? Three, two, one, go. And there was set meat before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told my errand. And he said, Speak. Now, the first thing we realize about the Holy Spirit is that he does, he's not interested in glorifying himself. Hello. The Holy Spirit is not 
interested in glorifying himself. The Bible tells us in John 14, 26 and John 15, 26, he says that when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall not testify of himself, he shall testify of me. Praise God. The Holy Spirit glorifies the Father. When the Bible was introducing him in John 16, he says, He shall bring to your remembrance those things that I have said to you. The job of the Holy Spirit is to magnify the Father and the Son in your heart. Praise God. Praise God. So we see in the story that when the servant arrived, they said, ah, you are such a great man. You are coming with a lot of gifts. Have we set food before you? Let us honor you for coming to visit us. He said, see, as beautiful as what you want to do is, the first thing I want to do for you is to tell you my mission. Is to tell you about who sent me. Is to tell you my purpose in your life. Most times when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we want to use him to fight. Praise God. Uh, every babalawo from my father's house, from my mother's house, Holy Ghost. Uh, that's what most of us know how to do with the Holy Spirit. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even know where that came from. Because the Holy Spirit is not a violent spirit. Praise God. So, no wonder the people you've been firing with the Holy Spirit are getting fatter. All those demons you finish firing with the Holy Spirit, you now see them. The next time you see them, they are now fire. They have caught burning. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is not violent. What He wants to do is to reveal God to you. And you see the funny thing. Some of those things you fire with the Holy Spirit, when you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to you, and you understand who you are in Christ, you know that some of those things will become very minor. Some of you will hear a bird make noise at night and you wake up and you do midnight prayer at 6 a.m. Not because you want to be close to God, but because they are after your life. Do you know that if you will take time to sit on the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, do you know you will get to a level of maturity where you will hear that same noise and you will turn asleep very well? Do you know that? The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to magnify God in your life. So that you can get to the point where like David begin to say, He that is with me, he that is in me. Now, this one is in Colossians. Paul was writing. He says, He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Eh, you know, we quote this a lot. We say it in church, but you don't believe it. Eh? Do you truly believe that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world? No, I, I want to see your hands if you believe it. Let me see your hands. Ah, okay. Ah, the hands are coming up. Okay, now, those hands now. How many of us traveled to the village just this December? Can I see your hands now? Okay. I know some people did not travel because of transport fare. How many of you have not been to your village in the last five to ten years? They have told you that village people are not good people. 
You may go there, you will not come back. And you say, ah, let me see that. But then you come to John, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Ah, hallelujah. You see, most times you say these things, you don't believe him. Because you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to truly show you who you are in Christ. That was why Jesus was asking the people he was talking to. He said to them, why are you anxious? Why are you worrying about a lot of things? He said, have you not considered how that your father in heaven, you call him your father, your father in heaven, but then he takes care of the birds. He takes care of the ladies of the fields. Those ones don't call him father, but he takes care of them. If indeed you understand that he is your father, how much more shall he take care of you? So he said that the problem is our level of understanding, our level of revelation of the Father and of the Son. And that is what the primary function of the Holy Spirit is. He helps to magnify the Father and the Son in the heart of the believer. Why? So that you begin to understand your place and purpose in the agenda of God. If you feel irrelevant to what God is doing on earth, you will take your Christian walk casually. Praise God. Some of you walked in here casually this morning, past eight, because you don't feel like there is anything you are offering in this service. So we are just coming to sit down and listen. Immediately after service, I will just pack my bag and go home. That is why, that is why you did not wake up early. It's as simple as that. Praise God. Praise God. It doesn't make you a bad person. I'm not saying you're a bad person for that. But you see, if you begin to understand your purpose in the agenda of God, you will take your Christian work more seriously. You will know that you cannot afford to be slack. Why? Because every minute you waste sleeping, there is a soul that is connected to you that will perish. Hello? No matter how well I can preach the gospel, there are people you meet in life every day that I will never meet in my life. Yes or no? Yes or no? So no matter how beautifully well I can preach the gospel, if you personally don't learn this word of God by yourself and seek up and understand that you have an agenda and a purpose of God, there are souls that will perish because of your laziness. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Because I'm telling I said, go and read Genesis 24 to a lot of people last Sunday. And we talked this morning. And some people felt, hey, he will still come to church and explain it. Yes, I will explain it. But you are doing yourself at a disservice. You are doing the kingdom of God a disservice. Why? Because somebody is going to come to you tomorrow and say, Ka, see, oh, I'm going through something. You see, this is my friend. We are having issues. What should I do? And because you have zero context of the word of God, you are going to tell him, don't come to her again. Women, 
standing with men, men standing men. You say, even if it is your wife, if your wife does not respect you, leave that relationship. And homes are destroyed because people come to church every day and go home with zero knowledge of God. I want to challenge you this morning. I am not interested in raising people that have zero content of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? I'd rather come here and speak to two people that know what they are doing in the kingdom than speak to a church that is full. And everyone is just looking. What is it that I've come to receive this morning? If you don't want to take your Christian work serious, I'm reminding you this morning, there are people that are perishing. There are relationships that are destroyed because you don't want to be serious with God. There are people you will meet every day that you will have nothing to give. No word of wisdom to offer. No help to offer. There are people that are sick around you every day and they are perishing in their sickness when you could have simply laid your hands and prayed over them. Can we stop having believers that are just empty and walking around? Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Begin to see yourself in the agenda of heaven. You are very important to God. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you think you have done. You've not done worse than some of us. You are very important in the agenda of God. Brush yourself up and start growing. Please tap your neighbor say, start growing. No, 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 slap that person. You are too, you are too quiet this morning. Slap that person, say, start growing. Are you not angry? You are angry this morning. Slap that person, say, start growing. What else does the Holy Spirit do in the life of the believer? Genesis 24, 53. Genesis 24, 53. Let's go to verse 53. All right, cover it together. Cover it together. Three, two, one, go. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebecca. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. The Holy Spirit enriches the believer with gifts. It is, uh, let, let me tell you that it is impossible for you to have the Holy Spirit and not be gifted. Now, I'm telling you this for free. It's impossible for you to have the Holy Spirit and not be gifted. The problem is that some of us have limited the gifts of the Spirit to just those nine or twelve that you saw in your Bible. Praise God. Now, don't worry. It's still part of what we're going to study. While we proceed in this study, we're going to be looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But there is a lot the Holy Spirit has to give. Do you know something that you might consider as minor as knowing the right thing to say in any situation. Do you know it's a gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you know that? Have you ever finished giving somebody an advice and then as you begin to go, you're like, ah, where did this come from? Eh? Why was I sounding so wise today? <laughs> Has it happened to you before? 
the Holy Spirit gives gifts to the believer. For some people, the gift is the ability to help. Yes, there is a helps gift from the Holy Spirit. If you don't know that, then the Bible. You know, when, when people have an issue, you can effortlessly help them. It doesn't remove anything from you. You, you help people. It's a gift. Hello? For some people, it's intercession. When something happens to you, it may not pay you as much as when it happens to other people. It's a gift that you have, but you don't know. And so, instead of you taking it to prayer, you begin to complain about it because you don't realize that this is the Holy Spirit telling you if this thing is touching you like this, then it means there's something you can do about it. Take it to God in prayers. Praise God. It's a gift of intercession. You might be sick and you will not bother. You can't buy the But when someone else is sick around you, you go out of your way to. It prepares you. You want to see is there anything that can be done about this? It's a gift. And one of the things that also happens is that when you have the Holy Spirit, you become wiser because it's the spirit of wisdom. Hello. I'm, I'm telling you this practically. If you've not experienced it in your life and you are sure you have the Holy Spirit, start looking out for it. It happens. It happens. As you grow in the Spirit of God, you become, it's not just about what you studied in school. You become wiser. It's a spirit of wisdom. You can't have the Holy Spirit for a long time and be foolish. It's not possible. Praise God. So he enriches the believer with gifts. Immediately, the servant identified Rebecca and said, this one is the bride that I'm looking for. What did he do? He brought out gifts and began to give her. When we study about the gift of the Holy Spirit, we're going to be praying about some of these gifts. We're going to be asking the God to release more of this gift. But you see, for you to qualify for more of the gifts, you should have been using the ones you already have. Praise God. You should be using the ones you already have. So you cannot be wasting the gifts God has given you and you'll be asking for more. The Holy Spirit enriches the believer with gifts. Let's look at the next one. Genesis 24, 47. I'm still on the same chapter, just looking at different verses. Verse 47. I read, and I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milka bore unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. Praise God. The Holy Spirit engages the believer on behalf of the Son. It is the Holy Spirit that engages the believer. Now, if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Sealed. You know what to seal something is? You know what to seal something means? Huh? You want to protect that thing. Do not tamper with this one. You know, when you see a lady, let me talk to the guys, you see a lady that you like, and you have said, I am sure this is the one I want to get married to. What's the next thing you got to do? You start looking for a ring. Is it not? And you buy engagement ring. And then you call a small party. 
and you neither Abudari on her figure. It looks like his play will play, but you know what you are doing. Why? Because you want as long as Darek is on her finger, every other man should know that this one is taking. Uh, maybe you don't have money now to do the wedding. Maybe you haven't planned that the wedding will be December. But you already know this is the one you want. You rush and put the ring on her finger. That is exactly what the Holy Spirit does to the believer. He seals the believer unto the day of redemption. The day of redemption is the day we get to meet with Christ. Praise God. But he says, until that day, this one, he says, touch not my anointing and do my prophet Noah. He preserves the believer. He seals the believer on behalf of Christ. He engages the believer. It's engagement. Praise God. Okay, I think we are short on time. Uh, I need to finish up with this. You see, I'm having to explain more because we need to read this. Alright, so Genesis 24, 61. What else does the Holy Spirit do? Genesis 24, 61. I'll read that. And Rebecca arose and her damsels and they rode upon the camel and followed the man. And the servant took Rebecca and went his way. It is the Holy Spirit that guides us and transports us to the Son. He guides us and transports us to the Son. The Bible says that Rebecca, remember Rebecca is representing the branch, the church in this story. It says he followed the servant and they got to, let's see where they get, get to. Uh, let's look at 65 and 66. So when they got to where they were going, they got to a certain point and Rebecca said unto the servant, that's verse 65, what man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant said, it is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And 66, and the servant told Isaac all that he had done. So the job of the Holy Spirit here is that one, he reveals the son to the bride. And he introduces the bride to the son. The Bible says it is the spirit of God that bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Praise God. It is the Spirit of God that introduces your spirit to God. He bears witness with your spirit. He says, ah, you are a child of God. Praise God. Praise God. I've just done a summary of this. Next Sunday, we're still going to progress into talking more about the Holy Spirit. We're going to start looking at different dimensions of the Holy Spirit. Please, as much as possible, invite someone. Have you been blessed this morning? Have you been blessed this morning? Can I see your hands? Go ahead and begin to thank the Lord for teaching you. Go ahead and begin to thank the Lord for teaching you. I don't want to be in a hurry this morning to live without giving an opportunity for someone. We've just said the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. If you are here, you don't have that witness in your spirit. There's something in your spirit, let's just say, uh, maybe you're not getting it right. Maybe you are not uh, fully subscribed to this kingdom of God. Please, I want you to come. Let's pray. It's something you should take seriously. If the Holy Spirit has not taken you good as a bride for Jesus, nobody else can do that. He says it is by the Holy Spirit that we are sealed for the day of redemption. There is nothing else that can do that engagement for you. There is nothing else. 
So if you're here, just in case there's someone here, one person here this morning, that you don't have that witness in your spirit that you're a child of God, please come quickly. Come quickly. We don't have a lot of time. I'm just going to count three. If no one is here, we'll pray. One. Two. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Please say it loud so that the devil can hear it. Say, Lord Jesus. I come to you willing this morning. I understand that you died for me. And now I willingly accept that you are my Lord. Today I say no to the devil. Today I say no to the world. Today I say yes to Jesus. Please accept me. Do not allow me to perish in the world. And when that day comes, introduce me to Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I've prayed. Lord Jesus, we thank you for those words. Thank you for your children. Your word tells us that anyone that comes to you, you will not cast away. Father, I pray for those words this morning. They will never get lost to your kingdom. Lord, any day they make a mistake, restore them. They will never be lost to the kingdom of God. Lord, build this once for your service. I say that again, Father, build this once for your service. I'm saying this because I see one of you. One of you, you are going to serve God in a very high capacity. I'm seeing it. One of you, you are going to you are going to go very far in this work for God. You may not be a pastor, but I see you do missions. I see you. Father, build this once for the work of your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Lord, equip them. In Jesus' name. I'm going to keep praying for you. Please, I would want to get their names and phone numbers. I'm going to keep praying for you. Uh, uh, if you are on WhatsApp, it would also be good to maybe join the youth group. I'm going to keep praying for you. And uh, as much as possible, if God reveals anything to you, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, we are raising giants for God in this place. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Alright, so uh, I think we're out of time, but we still need to pray. So please jump up to your feet. You want to say, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit? Reveal Jesus to me. Reveal the Father to me. Show me my place in the agenda of the kingdom. Please go ahead and begin to pray for yourself. It's a very serious prayer. Say, reveal Jesus to me. Reveal the Father to me. Reveal the Father to me. Reveal Jesus to me. May I not miss out on the agenda of the kingdom.
Review Jesus to me. 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 May I not do this life without you. May I not do this life without you. In the name of Jesus.